Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, up to bat, Brett Boone. Welcome to the Boone Podcast. I'm Brett Boone, and today on the program, I'm joined by a two-time All-Star. He led the National League in saves in 2004. He accumulated 300 saves over his 18 years in the big leagues and is a member of the St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame. Ladies and gentlemen, Jason Isringhausen. Jace, thanks for coming on the show. I'm buddy. How are you? I'm sorry. We For all you listening to the Boom Podcast right now, we're having a little technical difficulties. It was It's my fault. Something's wrong with my, my uh, headset, but we're going to deal with it. Um, Cardinals Hall of Fame. It, it sticks out to me because... Most of the teams have their own Hall of Fame, separate. Cardinals seems to be a little more, and I don't want to use the word iconic, but it is a little more special. I mean, it's it's a different level. It's kind of like the Yankees. It's kind of, you know, Cincinnati's pretty prestigious Hall of Fame. Yeah. What makes it so, I mean, you go back to Dizzy Dean, Stan Musial, and then, you know, Gibson and Torrey, uh, Big Mac, Edmonds, Rollins, um, I don't know. Tell me, tell me why the Cardinals Hall of Fame has has a special place. I think in baseball lore. Well, it's really got a special place for me. I grew up, you know, forty minutes from the stadium, so I grew up a Cardinals fan, listening to Jack Buck and uh, God rest his soul. Mike Shannon just passed away recently, so I mean, we've, uh, you know, we grew up with those guys on the radio, and me and Dad in the truck back in the day listening to the Cardinals baseball, but. Um, you know, this Cardinals do it great. You know, we do it with the opening day, you know, with the Clydesdales and things like that. Uh, Mr. DeWitt and the DeWitt family built that ballpark village on the outside of the stadium. And we got the Cardinals uh, Hall of Fame over there in the museum and stuff. And, uh, you know, the, the red jackets and uh, being able to rub elbows with some of my heroes and then some of my great teammates that I played with. It's uh, pretty special to me. You mentioned uh, Mike Shan. I, uh, Going back to Jack, but I mean, that's what I remember too. You know, I wasn't a Cardinals fan. I'm growing up a Philly fan and an Angel fan, but the legendary, the, just Jack Buck and his, uh, here we are bringing out, coming out to the oh, ball. Yeah. I mean, loved him and, and just iconic. But Mike Shannon, uh, you mentioned him. He passed away recently. As a guy that never played for the St. Louis Cardinals, you know, I was always the opponent. But coming to St. Louis through the years, I always knew a couple of things were going to happen. One of them was going to be Mike Shannon was going to be there. Booney, can I grab you for the what a pre or the post? Uh, he grew up there. He played for the Cardinals. He did it for a long time, and and still to this day, you know uh, the journey we've both been on, and my my upbringing in the game. I've been around so many wonderful people and so many memories I have from childhood to present. But uh, Mike Shannon was a special guy, and and it seemed like every time I went to St. Louis, he's a guy that you don't forget. You know, we all go on our journey. We go to different ballparks and different cities, and we run into different characters. But Shannon had a special place. Yeah, I mean, I think anybody that's been in the game a, a few years or even a cup of coffee, if you've met Mike Shannon, you're never going to forget him. He's, um, I've I've had the luxury of hunting with him and hanging out with him and having dinner with him and him telling stories of back in the day. I mean, if you look at his career, he was one of the, I mean, most accomplished athletes ever to come out of the state of Missouri. 
I mean, went to Mizzou, CBC High School, did everything. Um, liver disease kind of cut his career short, started working for the brewery there in St. Louis, going to all the bars, handing out beers to everybody, being a promoter. And then he got a job with Jack and, uh, you know, Jack kind of showed him the way. And then now you have guys in St. Louis now saying that Mike showed them the way. Um, you know, Jack Buck was did every sport back in the day. You know, we, we loved him in St. Louis with the, the speech after 9-11 that he gave here at Bush Stadium. And, uh, you know, but he did all the major sports just like his son Joe does now. And it's just that the Buck name is synonymous with uh, broadcasting every sport. You know, I thought Jack, uh, Joe did a great job at the U.S. Open with baseball, football, him and Aikman. And uh, it's just, a, and, and I, I know them both, uh, new Mr. Buck, no Joe Buck. It's a uh, great family to be around, great guys. and But, yeah, Mr. Shannon is um, I hunt with a son. You know, and they have a hunting club, and Mike's always there or was there, you know, sharing the stories, having, a, as Mike would say, a cold frosty at times with him and uh, just uh, telling the stories of how it was back in the day and, and uh, listen to his stories of who he met through Jack Buck. And uh, I could just sit with him forever and uh, listen to his stories. He was a great storyteller. I mean, I had a few superlatives here and there that maybe weren't <laughs> politically correct, but. Mike Shannon is Mike Shannon, and uh, there's a lot of us around town going to miss him dearly. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash business gold card. It is. And still to this day, you know, I never got it. When I was playing, they said, oh, Cincinnati is a big baseball town. Well, I played in Cincinnati for five, six years. Uh, and it was a great baseball town, but it wasn't any different to me. I went to Seattle. I, we had some great yeah. years in Seattle. That's a great baseball town. But St. Louis kind of stands up above and beyond New York's New York, you know, and we're going right. to get to that a little bit. That's where you started. I mean, that's that's the epicenter of not only not only baseball, but but a lot of things. Uh, but St. Louis does when it comes strictly to baseball. It, it's kind of it rises above everywhere I've ever been as far as knowledge of fans uh loyalty of fans and just class of fans year in and year out. Doesn't matter where. And, and St. Louis has had a lot of, a lot of great years and they're pretty yeah. consistent franchise and staying atop that division or getting to that postseason. So they haven't had long stretches uh, of missing the postseason that they're year in and year out. You can pretty much count St. Louis Cardinals are going to answer the bell, but I've just watched over the years and it's just consistent. They come out rain or shine winning, losing, they're the same. You don't have that. You know, it seems like that city. And I'm sure as athletes, we all we all need to be critiqued. You know, the money we make. And and if we're not living up to it, I always as a, as a player thought, I know what I signed up for. And when it's good, I'm going to be praised. And when it's bad, I got to answer to why it's bad. I have an obligation to the city, to the fans. St. Louis, you play in there for those years. It, it just does seem to be when it's strictly I'm talking baseball now maybe the class of baseball as far as a city and how the, how it encompasses the game of baseball. Yeah. It's, um, 
it's it's one of a kind. And and I try to explain to people. I mean, we're I always say St. Louis is the Yankees of the National League, so to speak. We travel well. I mean, our fans travel all over the countryside to to watch us play. Everywhere we go, it's it's like half home team, half Cardinals fans. Um, and like you talked about being a, I you know I've watched the specials of how you guys saved uh, baseball in Seattle. I loved going to Seattle. Loved going to Cincinnati. But yeah, I mean, just being in St. Louis, I grew up there. And uh, when I became a free agent, when I left Oakland, um, had an opportunity to come here, and it was just like a no-brainer for me. Uh, I got to play in front of my family and friends, and the, and like you're saying, the best fans of baseball, three million plus almost every year. And um, you know, until this year, you know, we've had a, a crappy first month in St. Louis, but um, you know, a lot of years, a lot of winning, and um, they have let the they have let the players feel their pain right now. There's been a few boo birds here and there, but it's, uh, you know, like you're saying, that's part of the game. They, they paid their money, the hard earned money for those tickets. And if they're going to boo you. They're going to boo you. I mean, you've been booed before. I've been booed before. Everybody's been booed before when you do bad at your job. And, uh, it's just, I think it goes with the territory. They have that right. And, um, you know, the Cardinals fans expect us to make the playoffs every year and we don't show up and play that well. Huh? Yeah. You're going to get booed. Izzy, first of all, I've never been booed. With the last <laughs> na- with the last name Boone, I always say, hey, come on. They're not oh, I get it. Yeah. You know, it's an obvious. No, trust me. I know the difference between Boone and Boo, and, and I've had both. Um, coming up as a, young, as a young kid, you were a catcher in high school. You went to Lewis and Clark Community College. But I want to kind of go forward. And I remember, because I got to the big leagues a few few years before you, but but there's certain classes, uh, draft classes, certain, certain, and it seems like it's always a group of pitchers. You know, in the '90s, uh, uh, a few years after you, it was, and I believe it. No, no, or a few years before you, it was uh, Van Poppel and a couple other guys with yeah. Oakland. They're all the big draft picks. But you came up in a similar kind of. Uh, you guys were heralded. It was you, Pulsifer, and Paul Wilson. Yeah. You come up in 1995. This is what I'm interested on a on a, you know, being selfish, because I grew up in in Philly. 1980, uh, Dad's Phillies won the World yeah. Series under Dallas Green. Oh yeah. You came up <laughs> under Dallas Green. Now, as a kid running around Philadelphia, you have one interpret. You don't really care. It's like. Dad's going to work. Yeah, I love putting my Philly uni on and watching these guys. Could care less what's going on with the manager. Uh, you know, there was grumbling, but at the end of the day, he came in in 1980, and they won a World Series in 1980. Uh, you came up with Dallas Green, heralded uh, 1995. You're 9-2. and two, uh, You have a 2-8-1, and that's your kind of your maiden voyage. Tell me how that was. We just talked about St. Louis and how great of a city it is. Coming up in New York, it's a different animal. It's a different animal. Not too many people get to do it. I always thought at the end of my career, I said, you know, I'd like to finish. Maybe if I'm a part-time player when I'm washed up, I play for the Yankees, play for the Mets, and just get a taste of it. Because coming to New York for me as an opponent, I loved it. I loved it. I could get up in the morning and take a walk down. You know, you pull out of the, uh, I forget the, the, grand the, the, the Grand Hyatt, right. <laughs> You pull out of there, and I would just take a walk down the street, maybe get a hot dog, maybe get a coffee, whatever time of day. But I'd have, whether we're playing the Mets or the Yankees, I'd have somebody from the other side of the street 
yell at me, Boone, you suck, and we're going <laughs> to kick. And I loved it, and I'd wave back to him. I just love that atmosphere. I love uh, New York the way they are. You know, I walk into a deli, and they're like, what the hell do you want? That's their way of saying, hey, how you doing today, sir? And, and I appreciated that. Um, just tell me, young kid, high expectations, uh, and, and you get off to a, a start of nine and two and a two, eight, one in the big city in front of the, you know, in, in the biggest kind of stage in major league baseball, that's New York. It was, um, I mean, if I, if I could change one thing about my career, I love playing for the Cardinals. I never want to change that. But if I could have spent my whole career in New York, kind of like Jeter did, um, you know, that, it's pretty special being in New York. And, um, Mr. Will Pond was the owner of the Mets then, um, since then, um, Mr. Cohen's taken over, but um, I, you know, I thought Mr. Wilpon was great to me. He took good care of me. Uh, granted, I came up there and Johnny Franco was there. Johnny kind of took me under his wing and him and Mr. Wilpon were pretty tight. So that kind of was the bond there. And um, I got my 300, I got my very first save in New York with a three inning save uh, when I got moved out of the starting rotation after an elbow surgery. And then I got my 300 back in New York like 11 years later. I mean, it's pretty crazy. And Mr. DeWitt gave me a nice sculpture and things. And he said some very nice words to me back in the back tunnel of the stadium. But um, coming up 22 years old, you know, it's um, billboards all over the place. You know, we we're supposed to be the next coming of the 69 Mets, you know, uh, with the, the pitching they had. And then in the 86 Mets with Good and Darling and Fernandez. Uh, you know, they put a lot of pressure on us because that's New York. You know, we, we came up at a time when there was no pitch counts. Uh, in the minor leagues, if we didn't go nine innings, it wasn't considered a very good start. Whether win or lose, we they were training us to go nine innings. Whether it took, I think my best ever was maybe 84 pitches in nine innings and then maybe up to 140. Uh, it was just, that's what we were groomed to do is throw nine innings. And that was before pitch counts and uh, we got to the big leagues. Uh, a lot of pressure on the three of us, but I thought we handled that well. Just the injuries took its toll. We all had Tommy John surgery, you know, the elbow surgery that everybody dreads, but your arm's only got so many bullets in it. And uh, But I was able to bounce back from my elbow surgery and play a, a few more years after that. But uh, like you're saying, New York is a, it's a different animal. I can still go there today and walk down the city, walk down the street in the city, and somebody's going to yell my name out. Uh, you know, we miss you. We should have stayed here all season. You should have stayed here your whole career. You sucked when you came back or you sucked with the Cardinals, blah, blah, blah. It's a good thing you weren't closing when the, you guys played the Mets. Wainwright closed it out. You never would have done, you know, you get, they're very knowledgeable. They never forget your career. And, um, but in that same thing, if like you, you look at somebody like Derek Jeter who spent all of his career there and he's an icon there and, you know, number two is all over the city. It's just, if you do well in New York, they embrace you, uh, you know, and, if, and for me, my, uh, I, like you said, I started in 92, the next season I was 6 and 14, had a bad shoulder, then came the elbow injury, and then, I mean, New York pretty much chewed me up and spit me out. I mean, the best thing that happened to me was getting traded to Oakland. Uh, they made me a closer out there, Billy Bean did, and, uh, but like I said, New York is a special place, still a special place to me. I'm always going to be a Mets fan. Uh, that's who drafted me. That's who I came up with. Um, you know, I think anybody that's ever played for your original team, you're always going to be somewhat of a fan of them. And, um, you know, they gave me my shot. And then uh, Steve Phillips traded me to Oakland, gave me another shot. 
it's just a crazy, crazy thing the game is. You know, you you think you've worn out one spot, you go to a new spot, and things take shape, and uh, you know, next thing you know, you're you made an all star in Oakland. I made an all star in St. Louis. It's just, uh, but New York was my starting point, and uh, still got a special place in my heart. My wife and I go back there all the time. Uh, best places to eat in the city are unbelievable. The parks and uh, just New York is amazing. The people, I love them all, and it's, it was so much fun. Like I said, would have loved to have stayed there my whole career, but, you know, you can't replace the years that I spent in Oakland or in St. Louis. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.